Bitcoin is chasing that $60,000 price tag, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Good morning. You're listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Baggs, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. The non-crypto folk are about to start asking questions, so if you want to have the answers, make sure you click that follow button. Grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. I did say the next 24 hours were going to be interesting and we weren't disappointed. So on today's episode, we're first going to do what's become a bit of a tradition, a Bitcoin breakdown. We'll look at those daily gains. The crypto market as a whole has now breached the $2 trillion market cap and the spot Bitcoin ETFs are still hoovering up all Bitcoin in sight. Elsewhere, Coinbase has expanded its asset recovery tool. Ripple wants to dominate the tokenization of real world assets. And Crypto.com pairs up with Latin America's biggest investment bank for stablecoins, and it's more important than it sounds. So your morning Bitcoin update is about as good as it gets. Those claims of the bull market starting are rife and objections to them are fewer and fewer. Honestly, what other industry could you do a daily podcast and have just so much to discuss every morning? So at the time of recording, which is around 7am Eastern, all eyes are on Bitcoin's price as it flirts with that $60,000 price tag, which is, of course, just a stone's throw away from the all-time high. Right now, Bitcoin is up over 4% on the day, 15.5% on the week, and 37.91% on the month. Just incredible gains. Naturally, there are some fascinating narratives, stories, and milestones around this week's price movement. So firstly, spearheaded by Bitcoin, crypto has now returned north of that $2 trillion market cap. The Cabasi letter wrote on X yesterday, Breaking, Bitcoin is now trading above $56,000 for the first time since November 2021. Bitcoin is up over 250% from its 2022 low, adding $700 billion in value in less than two years. The total market cap of the crypto market is now $2.25 trillion, more than double its recent low. In the first two months of 2024, Bitcoin has logged a near 30% gain. Just a few weeks ago, Bitcoin ETF approvals were called a sell the news event. Our new all-time high ahead for Bitcoin. So firstly, can you see how quickly discussions on price age? That tweet was yesterday and Bitcoin's price is already $3,000 higher. Now it's worth noting that right now the crypto fear and greed index has crypto at extreme greed and it's being suggested that it might be there for some time. I've seen a lot of people sharing that information as a warning but it's important to note that it isn't all crypto greed. The market analyst Bitcoin Suisse wrote on X, Crypto and equities are continuing to trade at multi-year or all-time highs. And both are currently in extreme greed levels when it comes to market sentiment. Now the greed, in inverted commas, isn't just aimed at retail. In fact, it's barely aimed at retail. On the one hand, MicroStrategy has just announced that they have bought another 3,000 Bitcoin at an average price of $51,813. And they now hold 193,000 Bitcoin at an average price of $31,554, which at this moment is worth about $11.4 billion. Meanwhile, several of the spot Bitcoin ETFs are still swimming around with their mouths open, inhaling Bitcoin like plankton. The combined Bitcoin holdings of the nine spot Bitcoin ETFs is now around 1.5% of the total possible supply of Bitcoin, which is 21 million. They have over 300,000 BTC between them. Furthermore, the net inflows have surpassed $6 billion. Conversely, as I mentioned yesterday, Grayscale has had its lowest daily outflows so far with 22.4 million. 
Interestingly, BlackRock's iShares Bitcoin Trust is now fifth on the table of all 3,400 ETFs. And as HODL15 Capital wrote on X, that puts it ahead of Vanguard's top ETF. At this point, is anyone still calling the spot Bitcoin ETFs underwhelming? I'll conclude this daily recap on Bitcoin's current rally with an excerpt from a research note shared with Cointelegraph by Mikkel Morch, founder of the digital asset investment fund ARK36. Morch wrote, This rally is not just numbers on a chart. It's a declaration of the confidence among institutional investors in the transformative potential of cryptocurrencies. Moreover, the green light for Bitcoin-owning ETFs in the United States has injected a fresh wave of optimism, propelling trading volumes and spotlighting crypto-linked firms amidst a broader market fraught with apprehension. For Cryptopians, sending crypto to an incorrect address is up there with our greatest fears. Even when the transaction processing times are slow, I begin to worry I've made a mistake. And as soon as I do, my heart stops working and my vision gets a white vignette. However, certain exchanges can sometimes recover lost funds, but it isn't cheap. Cointelegraph reported back in 2022 that Binance's tool was charging the equivalent of $500 for each retrieval. Coinbase, however, has been a little cheaper, particularly on small amounts, with no fee for assets under $100. And I like that. Though with amounts over $100, a flat 5% fee is in place. Since Coinbase launched this recovery tool, it has retrieved $160 million worth of lost digital assets from the Ethereum blockchain. In an announcement yesterday, Coinbase shared that the tool's reach has expanded to Polygon and BNB chain. So users who send assets to Coinbase on either chain simply need to provide their transaction ID and the wallet address the assets were sent to and they can be returned. The exchange said, Historically, these assets have been unrecoverable, in part because our employees and support channels don't have access to the private keys needed to reverse the transactions. They continued by saying, We're continuously investigating and expanding the scope of this feature to support additional assets and networks. Due to the technical complexities surrounding the recovery of unsupported assets, we can't guarantee that any particular asset will be eligible in the future. So as always, the best course of action is to send a tiny transaction first as a test. But if you do get it wrong, now you have a little bit extra recourse. Ripple is making an interesting play in the emerging market of tokenizing real-world assets. And they have just announced a partnership with the Canadian startup Axela Foundation. So I was on the fence about whether to include this story because the details of the collaboration are highly techy. But then I realized that isn't the interesting part worth knowing. It's that Ripple are targeting this application of blockchain at all, and it's something I've not covered. The tokenization of real-world assets, RWAs, is the process of converting the ownership or value of physical assets into tokens on a blockchain. The common example for this you'll see everywhere is real estate, as it would help make properties easier to buy and sell. But for me, the best example is watches. I've worked in the watch industry, and I'm a big horology nerd, and the industry is plagued by two things fakes and thefts. The tokenization of watches is essentially a digital version of the papers that come with a watch and can prove ownership. If you ever look at buying a used watch, you'll see a lot of people advertising that it comes with box and papers. If you have an expensive watch but you don't have the box and papers, you'll likely take a real haircut on the price. So with the tokenization of watches, if you have the watch but you don't have the NFT issued by the manufacturer with the relevant serial number, you might have a hard time selling it in the future because it could be stolen or fake. 
To my eye, this application will unambiguously improve the watch industry, particularly the used market, and it's just one example that I have to hand. As Ana Paula Pereira pointed out in the article, Investment Bank City predicts that RWA tokenization could become the next killer use case in crypto, estimating the market to reach between $4 trillion and $5 trillion by 2030. Now, Ripple's partnership with Axler aims to add interoperability to the XRP Ledger blockchain and will enable developers to use Axler's general message parsing, GMP, to execute calls on smart contracts residing on over 55 blockchains, facilitating the cross-chain deployment of decentralized applications on the XRPL, Ripple's open source blockchain. I did say it was techie and very few people would be excited about those details. But the reason I wanted to flag this is that the chances are if the tokenization of RWAs reaches its potential and City's predictions, there will have to be a dominant player and Ripple clearly fancies themselves as the right ecosystem for the job. Another story that looks dull on the face of things but could actually be wildly impactful is Crypto.com's latest partnership. The exchange has joined forces with BTG Pactual, one of the biggest banking institutions in Latin America. The intention appears to be tapping into the hunger for stablecoins in Latin America. I've discussed this many times in recent months, so just search through past episodes if you've missed it. But many Latin American countries have stablecoins as a lifeblood. Argentina is the best example, and they primarily use Tether on the Tron blockchain to hedge against the country's devastating inflation. Then, of course, countries such as El Salvador are heavily crypto-friendly. The partnership between Crypto.com and BTG Pactual will see the Crypto.com exchange list the bank's stablecoin BTG DOL, that's BTG D-O-L, which is pegged one-for-one with the US dollar. There will also be pairings with the big players in crypto, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. Andre Portilio, head of digital assets at BTG, said this partnership will push BTG closer to the goal of integrating crypto with traditional finance, as well as allowing them to give their clients access to digital assets. Crypto.com's chief operating officer, Eric Anziani, said the Latin American region has significantly high potential, and I think this is really the crux of this. From afar, very afar, mind, it doesn't feel as if anyone has tried to capitalize on this market. Argentinian citizens are still trading their pesos for tether in caves, off book and illegitimately, though the president, Javier Millet, is looking to resolve that. So yes, a partnership that will see the Crypto.com exchange list a new stablecoin isn't particularly sexy news. But I wouldn't overlook narratives like this. It truly has the potential to alter the landscape of crypto as a whole. Right, that is it for today. Consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.